0: Good morning, dear listeners. You're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM and Palestine Remembered with Nasser Meshni and Yusuf Ahmed El-Rimawi. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Australia's only radio program that is totally dedicated to the Palestinian cause in English language. I would like to welcome our listeners on the AM dial on 855 AM and online on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcasts. In this episode, uh, we will be talking about the Roy Morgan poll that was released yesterday on Palestine. Also, uh, the 30th of March uh, commemorates uh, the land day that Palestinians worldwide commemorates. Uh, And we will be talking also uh, about the call for hunger strike inside Israeli jails for this and more. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, Nasser. Good morning, Yusuf. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Um, We have a few topics uh, this uh, week. We will start with the Roy Morgan uh, poll on
1: Palestine that was released only yesterday. Tell us more. Well, as you know, Yusuf, we were just looking at these results and it's... um really really heartening so roy morgan was commissioned by a, a group of palestine advocacy organizations led by apan the australia palestine advocacy network
0: so roy morgan is a
1: polling uh, a, yeah, it's the most professional and longest standing polling organization in australia 100, yep. 100 plus years mm-hmm. um so this morgan poll is, in fact the fourth one that the uh this group of Palestinian advocacy organizations has put together and the first one was in 2009 so that's APAN, a FOPA in uh, Australian Friends of Palestine Association in Adelaide, Australians of Palestine, a Coalition for Justice in Palestine and Friends of Bethlehem all contributed. And our best results ever, Yusuf, if I can share some of the numbers with our listeners and yourself, 73% of those polled, and this is... Uh, for, for our listeners to understand, when a, an organisation like Morgan puts a poll together, they take a representation of age groups, of demographics, of education levels, of income levels. So and age w- level a, and everything. Income, so, yeah. So w- when when they use all, such a huge broad range of demographics, what you do is, is in fact take out any guesswork. And so when you mm. get these numbers, it well, actually they're called is r-
0: statistically representative.
1: Correct. This is the, the, the the group is statistically representative of the greater population. Hmm. Yusuf, 73%, that's three and four people, have an overwhelming majority, that's an overwhelming majority, expressed support for the recognition of Palestinian statehood.
0: Excellent. So three quarters quarters. of the Australian population are in support of the Palestinian state, which is which doesn't sound like what we hear from our officials.
1: No, no. And that's up from 62%. You've got to remember that three in four people want to uh, recognize Palestine, and uh, Mr Turnbull had Mr Netanyahu here and was treating him like he was the queen. What's particularly heartening, Yusuf, and this is is something uh, we introduced this question just recently and on the back of a a similar survey in Canada, Um, and we asked specifically about the Palestinian call for boycott, divestment and sanctions. And, you know, specifically... The question is, would you, how do you regard a call for a boycott of Israeli goods, services companies and institutions profiting from the occupation of Palestine? Do you think it's reasonable? And 55% of Australians thought it was reasonable that Palestinians would issue a call for BDS. Excellent.
0: Well, I, I'm not going to comment on that now, but I want to hear first <laughs> okay. because I'm really excited. Yeah, so and by the way, this is genuinely new news to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not... I'm not uh, well, the, the, yeah. uh, the so, results yeah. are
1: only, only, only got released at, uh, embargo lifted at 12.01 uh, midnight Friday morning. So it's, you know, hot, mm-hmm. very hot off the presses. Of course, in any poll, Yusuf, you know, because they're going to be statistically um, uh, representative of the population, we managed to encounter some Zionists. Of course. Eight um, percent abo- opposed recognition of Palestine and, and one in four people thought that a call for a boycott was unreasonable. One in? One in four. Okay. So 25 percent. Sixty-one percent of those surveyed. Opposed the construction of Israeli settlements in occupied territories, and 53% said they opposed the Turnbull government's rejection of UN Security Council Resolution 2334, which was the Obama one just before Christmas. Which is the resolution that condemned the expansion of Israeli settlements. Correct. So 53%, over half of the population. Only 17% surveyed indicated support for settlements, Israeli settlements, and 29% supported the government's rejection of the UN uh, resolution. Fantastic. Um, 34% of those surveyed indicated their sympathies laid with the Palestinians, whereas only 26 indicated support for the Israelis. So this is one of the f- this is the first time we're actually in the lead there. Only those aged 65 years and older were more sympathetic to the Israelis than the Palestinians. It's 37 to 32. So even there, it's close. So
0: the younger generation, correct, is and more in support uh, of the Palestinian struggle,
1: correct, and, than and, and the older one of the standout numbers, if you will, was the um uh, the numbers for tertiary educated people. Um, for tertiary educated people, forty one percent were in favour of Palestine uh, were uh, had a sympathy towards the Palestinians, um whilst only twenty three percent had sympathy towards the Israelis. So um I might just read quickly read a quote from Bishop John Browning, who's the president of um, the Australian Palestine Advocacy Network who led this um led the survey. Australians might not feel particularly well informed about the conflict, but they're not stupid. They understand that colonising somebody else's country is always wrong. They support the United Nations in its opposition to Israeli settlements, and they also understand that recognising Palestinian statehood and boycotting institutions that profit from the occupation are both reasonable and non-violent means of promoting a peaceful solution to the conflict. He went on to say, the poll indicates that the Australian public is way out in front of the major parties on the issue of Palestine. In this regard, politicians need to listen more to their constituents and less to the Australian-Israel lobby in formulating its policy. So very strong statements and great results. Very strong
0: statements and I really would like to congratulate uh, APAN for uh, for uh, basically funding this uh, poll and uh, mm-hmm. coming up uh, with this brilliant idea. And here we are not talking uh, um, just uh, speculations. No. This is, uh, and, and the
1: best thing about this data, Yusuf, is this is our fourth poll since 2009. <clears throat> and so we've been able to track these questions statistically over now almost nine years. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. And you know what we do in Palestinian and Arab culture. So if you br- if you bring a good news, you owe me some sweets. We will bring the sweets. The El- halloween. <laughs> <Haluan. So laughs> you, you owe me some well, sweets. Y- you
1: well, know, you know, moving on from the poll that shows that um, the Australian constituents are way out in front Just, on Palestine. Sorry,
0: before you, uh, is there a way where our listeners can, is there a place where they can maybe uh, Absolutely. They find can, where the report is? My word. So
1: they can, well put a a hyperlink on the podcast, but if they go to apan.org.au, they'll find the uh, full details of the survey. Excellent. Um, But following on from um, that poll, which shows that the uh, the Australian public is way out in front of um, our politicians, in the same week that the uh, Morgan poll was released here that we commissioned, um, in Israel, uh, there's a, a group called the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs, and they commissioned the leading Israeli pollster, Mona Tezmak. And the survey was called a Survey of Israeli-Jewish Attitudes on a Future Peace Agreement with the Palestinians. Say it again, please. A survey of Israeli-Jewish Attitudes on Future Peace Agreement with the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we just spoke about the Australians and where they're at with respect to this question. Now, this poll was con- uh, conducted and released this week, and the purpose of the survey was to examine the attitudes of the Jewish public on Israel. And it's important to define the Jewish public because they're not asking mm. Palestinians of Israel on several issues regarding the peace agreement. Mm. The main findings, there's a decrease in support for a withdrawal from the West Bank and the establishment of a Palestinian state. There's been a decrease in, uh, in Jewish-Israeli willingness... To agree to withdrawal from the West Bank as part of a peace agreement, and this has gone down from sixty percent in two thousand and five Jewish Israelis, sixty percent of them said we should withdraw. It's down to thirty six percent now. Mm. And 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 the, the agreement that they referenced was the Clinton parameters. And and to give people an idea of the Clinton parameters, this is what um, they were asking post, uh, the people they were polling, "What do you think of this?" Within the Clinton parameters was a demilitarized Palestinian state without settlement blocks. Full Palestinian security control over the West Bank, i.e., Palestinian self determination, Jerusalem divided between, uh, but as a capital for both
0: states. Or what he said: what's uh, what's Arab is
1: Palestinian and what's Jewish is Israeli. Yeah, um, that uh, Aqsa would be in in the hands of the Palestinians, but the Western uh, the Wailing War would be in the hands of the, uh, uh, um, the Israelis. Now, this, and this is,
0: proposal was put in year two thousand.
1: 2000, correct. Now, these are the Clinton parameters, and this is the, the question that was um, has been continuous through this poll uh, that the um, Israelis have done to, to, to Jewish Israelis. Mm. And as generous as that is to Israelis, I mean, because the reality of that is it isn't anywhere near our minimum standard for statehood.
0: Especially that uh, we are splitting
1: uh, East Jerusalem. Correct. Mm. Um, and as generous as was, in 2005, support for it was 59%. In 2017, it's 29%. And this, uh, this 29 falls to just 18% if they add to the question if the Israelis don't have full military control of the West Bank. Full
0: military control.
1: So, uh, Full military control. So you're, you're a Palestinian, I don't even know what you'd call that. but you that's can't that, call that a state. It's not a state. 18%. No. So, you know, that's one in five people would support peace under those parameters. So I mean, when we hear this fallacy that you know Israelis want peace and that uh, Netanyahu's far right wing, he's actually representative of of the populace.
0: Seventy
1: nine percent say it's important to retain a unified Jerusalem.
0: Mm.
1: That's eight in, 10 people, 8 in 10 Israelis who think it's important to delineate this. Uh, it's important firstly to delineate Israeli uh, Jewish Israelis from the Palestinian citizens of Israel, because we're only polling the the, the Jewish people. That 8 in 10 Israelis are happy to continue occupying East Jerusalem, Palestine, the West Bank, in breach of UN uh, resolutions, in breach of international, international law. law. They're happy to be, as an outlier, 8 in 10 is, Israelis. Mm. I mean, just it's a biggest belief. It's why BDS is so important.
0: You know... When we say that uh, populism and right-wing is on the rise in Israel, we're not exaggerating. And we've said that since it's been nearly 10 years. And it's been seven years since the arrival of uh, Netanyahu and his right-wing government, his coalition with Evigdor Lieberman. And you know, the first week (inaudible) they they, they arrived in power in 2010, they they thought of two legislations. First is to force the Arab uh, or the Palestinian Israelis to pledge allegiance uh, to uh, the Jewish state and to ban the commemoration of Nakba yep. they wanted to uh, pass legislations to incriminate the Palestinian, to incriminate the commemoration Mm. of the loss of land and expulsion of uh, people, and to make it illegal. This is in the first week, which means that, do you remember the first week of Trump, how how he he, (laughs) He he rushed through all of his policies? All all, all, all of his uh, policies. Uh, It it was the same. We've we've seen that in Israel, but uh, the world didn't focus on it because it's israel
1: well, and it's, it, the world still thinks that this is a shining beacon of democracy and mm. that it needs to be applauded and supported but people think, look- aren't there maybe
0: the world doesn't think the leaders the leaders correct because according to our according to Roy Morgan the the, the, the the people are not buying this myth and they really have come to conclusion I mean it all requires eyes opening Mm. you don't need to have a master's degree in international relations you don't need to be an expert in the Palestinian-Israeli conflict you don't need to spend years or months living under occupation you just have to have common sense and you should not have predetermined um, opinion oh, yeah. and view in, on Palestine to just come to the conclusion that the Palestinians are sub, are, are subjected are, are subjugated to oppression and occupation and that there is uh, an entity called Israel is the only reason It's the perpetuator the perpetuator
1: so yeah uh, no question and and an, uh, just a, a sliver of humanity would get any human being to that point Hmm. And when asked about withdrawal from the West Bank as part of a peace agreement and the establishment of a Palestinian state, seventy-seven percent of Jewish Israelis, three and four, oppose it. These is they're choosing, you know, occupation, subjugation, and apartheid over peace.
0: This is why I don't think if there will ever be a peace settlement with israel i don't think we should wait for israelis to give us away our rights i think we should reach a formula to force israel to accept our rights because if it's up to them we're not gonna get we're it never, we're not. it's not up to them no we we press get, it we're never gonna force away. them to, yep. to to give us i mean not to give us to get back our rights yep. and mean enforcing them uh, with non violent uh, and that's what means. the boycott divestment the sanctions boycott is. Divestment, the boycott divestment the diplomatic pressure the popular yep. resistance any form of political and popular and non violent means we cannot wait for israelis to just uh, to, or or to bet
1: on the goodwill of oh, israelis we, we, we cannot cannot rely on the goodwill of jewish israelis we cannot no, it's not up to them 81% say it's important that Israel retains sovereignty over the Jordan Valley, i.e. Palestine's border with Jordan. So a Palestinian state would be fully enclosed by Israel. Tiny enclaves and little statelets and we've seen this sort of thing before where uh, the controlling entity has, you know, exit and entry, water, air rights etc. And this is a bantustan which is apartheid South Africa and it's uh, this is why The experiment has continued there. Um, Very important
0: uh, conclusions uh, from Australia, really heartening uh, conclusions that the population is sympathetic to the struggle of Palestinians for independence and freedom and self-determination. Another disappointing uh, Mm. conclusion uh, from Israel, from the Jewish uh, uh, citizens of Israel. However, we will definitely come back to more reflections on these issues uh, in future episodes, but we will continue the program. We'll listen to a song now. And we will come back with the land day, Yomul Ard. This is the fourth, the 41st anniversary of the land day. Stay with us, and we will be back. <laughs> Nasser, uh, the song uh, we're listening to is uh, very famous in the Palestinian uh, memory. It's Unadikum, and it was written for the occasion of the uh, Land Day, which we are going to talk about uh, soon by, uh, I would say, the Palestinian poet Tawfiq uh, Zayed, who was a member of the zalik Nayset. Uh Unadikum, which means I call upon you, and what later became the Land Day, um it is uh, commemorated by all Palestinians worldwide on the 30th uh, of March uh, where um, in response to the Israeli government's announcement of a plan to expropriate thousands of dunams of land uh, for security and settlement purposes yeah
1: yeah so un- under that guise of security and settlements it's just a, a a wanton theft of Palestinian land it should be should be noted that uh, during that, that period when they were going to confiscate it, they put a uh, a general curfew over all of the Palestinian villages because they knew this would uh, rile them. And in fact, on that day, hundreds of thousands of Palestinians from, from the north to the south from the Nakab to, to, to the Galilee hit the streets and protested. And as Israelis want wont to do, injured hundreds and killed six Palestinians on that day in 1976. And, uh, of course, this momentum,
0: this popular momentum was led by several uh, Palestinian community leaders and political party leaders. But I want to really give Taufik Zayed, uh, uh, who was the head of the Communist political party back then, uh, the credit uh, for spearheading the protests and for also writing the poem uh, the poetry that was uh, that later became the national anthem of this particular Correct, event, yeah. uh, Tawfiq Zayed. Um, and later, uh, the PLO endorsed the 30th of March to be the um, a national um, day for the Palestinian of say resistance, say, yeah. and resistance, and we call it Yom Al
1: Ard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Singer is Ahmed Qabour, singing the lyrics of Tawfiq Zayyad Unadikum. And Nasser, it's worth mentioning that the land day um, is bigger than just what happened in the Galilee uh, area, the confiscation. And uh, today the Palestinians uh, commemorate it as um, a day to remember the loss of land, loss and, of land and. Uh, whether they are in West Bank, whether yeah. they are in Gaza or in exile. And um, I want to share what we used to do in Saudi Arabia in the 80s, for example, Please. the Palestinian community in Saudi Arabia. On the land day in the Yom-, Yom El Ard, the Palestinians would um, um, share their culture with the non-Palestinian Arabs uh, of, of Saudi Arabia, the Saudis, the Egyptians, the, uh, or, or basically the European expats and mm-hmm. American expats. By organizing events, um, telling them about the uh, land day, telling them about the loss of land, uh, and also sharing the Palestinian cuisine, and there was, of course, it's a, when, and we can't... Uh, we can't be, go past the food. No. We can't go past the food, and... Uh, Uh, Also, uh, it became family day, not just political, Mm -hmm. and um, I would say that all um, Palestinian communities around the world uh, have been doing that, uh, and uh, hopefully in um, maybe... Maybe here in Australia, in the coming uh, years, we will start doing things like that to oh, share right. our love for
1: our land yeah well we should we should actually say, as well as it being an opportunity to um, uh, to to deliver on uh, what is Palestine to expat communities as you did in your youth, the reality today is that land Day in palestine in 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 Israel. Uh, whether it be in the Gaza Strip inside um, Israel proper or the West Bank, it's commemorated because not only are we remembering the land, we're remembering those that have been martyred in the process of um, that steadfastness. Yes, of course. And, and Israel never misses an opportunity. And we have, This is our 41st our um, year since mm. 1976. And there's barely a year where they don't kill somebody else on land day. You know, Every year there's one or two that they uh, gets shot. Uh, that's right. And also uh, the land...
0: Grab and land confiscation is a systematic policy of Israel against the Arab citizens of Israel and against the Palestinians of West Bank, and mm. particularly in Jerusalem. Uh, he, and this is not something we just commemorate, something that happened 41 years ago, and we just yeah. remember it is a reality, of and course. it's happening on daily basis. Yeah. And uh, so it's very we'll relevant, yeah. very
1: recent, and what, what? we... Yes, if we talk about land, and we've got to remember from our um, apartheid report that came out from the UN, 97% of uh, Israeli land is reserved for its Jewish population. So the land day is more and more popular every day. Yes, if I want to talk to you and and get your your thoughts. From 1948 to 1968, the Palestinian citizens of Israel were under military law. Hmm. In 68, um, uh, excuse me, 66, they uh, became part of civil law. 1967, uh, occupation of West Bank. In 1976, this was the first time that the Palestinians of Israel actually I- I- rose. I- it rose as a, as a voice, and that reconnected them to the to the struggle in in the Worldwide. West Bank and outside. So, yes, do you remember that? Absolutely. I think this was an important
0: turning point in the national struggle because, like you said, uh, Nasser, uh, uh, up until the land day in the, the 1976, the Palestinians inside the Green Line were viewed as, uh, I mean, not viewed by us Palestinians, but were tro- uh, the Israelis tried to disconnect them from their Palestinian identity, from their Arab identity. And therefore, they thought they were able to, to do that. But day came and proved them wrong and showed them that the Palestinians of Israel are the... Are uh, 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 Palestinian. Palestinian, <laughs> and also uh, an integral part of the Palestinian mosaic, wh- whether they are in the West Bank, in Gaza, worldwide. or refugee it's camps in Lebanon or Jordan. And, and it's, um, you, you cannot can. detach any... Um, Segment any group of the Palestinian society from the rest because it is Palestine and Palestinians and the manifestation of that for the very first time like you said Nasser was on the land day the 30th of March 1976 so it has really great symbolic um, uh, meaning beyond the representation of steadfastness and beyond the protest against land, land, land grab and confiscation, that it put the Palestinians of Israel uh, in, in where they belong to in terms of identity. Reconnected them, and reconnected them to the Palestinian national spectrum. Um, we're heading towards the end of the show, Nasser, but uh, in the last few minutes, I want to... Um, mentioned that the uh, Palestinian leader uh, Marwan al-Barguthi and the member of the Central Committee of Fatah Party, uh, who has been imprisoned uh, for more than 15 years, is, uh, has called to lead a hunger strike on the uh, Prisoner Day, which uh, coincides every 17th of April. So uh, the uh, Palestinian prisoners are going to start an open hunger strike on the uh, 17th of April uh, in protest of the inhumane treatment of their um, basically jailers, Mm -hmm. and uh, it is expected that thousands – of prisoners will join the call for hunger strike and in solidarity with the call um, uh, the Palestinians here in Melbourne are uh, thinking of uh, how we can support of some actions, them uh, of, of some actions so hopefully next uh, Saturday next week we will we'll come back with more information of what will happen here in Melbourne and hopefully in other Australian cities in solidarity with our prisoners inside Israeli jails and think think of uh, uh of, of of a situation where um a prisoner you know imagine if they find out that people in australia all the way f- f- in australia mm-hmm. are actually supporting them this will give them a bit of strength hopefully to
1: face uh, um, the injustices in jail and um, just to very close uh, sadly palestine lost another friend uh this, this uh this past week Ahmed. Kathrada, who has died at age 87, he was a South African freedom fighter who spent 26 years in jail, 18 years with Nelson Mandela and the infamous Robben Island. He was affectionately known as Uncle Kathy, was a staunch friend of the Palestinian struggle and the BDS movement. Ahmed said in 2012, I remember how apologists for apartheid South Africa internationally tried to argue that the South African situation was more complex than the ANC wanted to suggest. Our liberation struggle has many newfound admirers, some who often colluded with the apartheid regime. They not only claim to have been part of the struggle, but now want to give us lessons as to what is about, what it was about and how it should be applied to the Palestinian struggle for justice. On his visit to Palestine, he said, In our short stay here, we have seen and heard enough to conclude that apartheid has been reborn here. It is re- in its reborn form. It is, however, worse than its predecessor. Uh, rest in peace, comrade Ahmed Kathrada. We rest in peace,
0: and may God's mercy be on his soul.
1: And we should tell our listeners, uh, Yusuf, about our um, dedicated Palestine Remembered phone number: zero four three seven nine nine zero four one five. That's zero four three seven. Nine nine zero four one five. And if our listeners want to send us a text message, we have questions. Questions. i happy
0: to receive your questions, your feedback, um, uh, anything you uh, you want to say, have your say about the show, uh, and we will certainly be happy to respond. Uh, and the number again:
1: zero four three seven nine nine zero four one five.
0: And uh, I guess, Nasser, with this, we have come to the end of another edition of Palestine Remembered, and... Um, we look
1: forward to welcoming, welcoming back our international correspondents.
0: <laughs> of course, next week, uh, Robert, uh, <laughs> our international correspondent, is going to rejoin us with stories from the anti-APAC protests that were successfully, and I was really... Uh, heartened to watch what they have done and I'm sure Robert will tell us more next uh, week So, uh, and uh, for this and more news more stories, more views on Palestine uh, remember to tune in next Saturday 9.30 in the morning until then, have a great time and Salam